You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. You're listening to MLB.com Extras, brought to you by MLB.tv. It's baseball everywhere. Hey, everyone. Welcome to MLB.com Extras. I'm Alexa Dad, and today we are talking Braves baseball. So we bring in our Braves reporter for MLB.com, Mark Bowman. Mark, let's talk a little bit about these Braves in a big-picture sense. From the GM front office perspective, what would you say the vision is for the Braves for 2018? You know, I think this is uh, Alex Anthopoulos, since he took the job, he's taken a patient approach, and I think that's going to, uh, pay dividends down the road. And the fans are getting antsy. They're heading into the fourth year in this rebuild, but you've got to look and see how long it took the Cubs and the Astros and so many of the other teams that have gone through um, similar rebuilds within the last decade or so, how long it took them. And, you know, year four, that, that would be uh, quite ambitious. Uh, to, to have predicted that they were going to be here. And I know they're, they're going to say that John Hart and John Coppola, the previous regime, said that, that things would turn around by now. But I think that, uh, you know, the, the way they've gone about things, the, the talent that they've assembled, uh, everyone knows, you know, where they rank uh, in terms of with their farm system uh, being considered one of the game's best. I think you have to sit back here in year four and basically just see how things develop. Uh, Alex Anthopoulos has to get his eyes on some of these guys, make his own evaluations, get a chance not not only to know them as players, but but as people, know who he wants to to have going forward. Um, I think that this is a team that, that probably can can get upwards of 75 wins. At the same time, you look at that rotation and, and the bullpen, and there's a lot of questions Um and as somebody said to me many years ago, you know, the more ifs that you have, you know, during spring training, you know, the more problems you're going to have during the season. And and it's not necessarily a problem uh, if these guys go through valuable growing pains this year. You, you almost look at this as, you know, you want to break it down as a 162-game season, but when you're within a rebuild and you get to this stage, uh, sometimes in your planning process, you almost have to look at it as, you know, this is a, this is just the beginning of 2019 when you will have a chance to win, and you don't want to make moves this year uh, that that may make an immediate impact, positive impact that could negatively influence you next year. And I think, you know, we all know that the only big move they made this winter was to to get rid of Matt Kemp, and that was aimed towards next year. It, it, it handcuffed what they could do financially this winter. Uh, basically, you know, they, they really don't have uh, money to spend to fill any specific needs, even on a short-term basis, uh, you know, any big acquisitions, let's say that. Um, and, and, you know, but at the same time, next winter, when they can, they're going to be major players, um, or they, they will have the potential to be major players on the free agent market. At the same time, they'll have a better understanding of where they are and what their team needs are, whether that's with starting pitching, uh, acquiring another outfielder, uh, knowing exactly who have a better chance of knowing who Dansby Swanson is. You know, is he is he going to be able to meet expectations, or will he continue to struggle like he did last year? 
they'll be they'll have a, a better understanding of what they need at the catcher's position. Um, but most importantly, they will have a, a better feel for that rotation and the capability of some of those young guys to, to be difference makers next year when they can win. All right, Mark, I know you're headed down to spring training on Monday with a lot of Braves fans in, pers- in you know, pursuit of this team watching you know, some of these young guys, and they want to be able to say that they saw them win, and I think that's going to be pretty special for a lot of these diehard fans. Give me someone you're excited to see, someone the fans should be excited to see when they head down there to spring training. Well, I think all eyes are going to be on Ronald Acuna. You know, he he's just ranks his uh, MLB pipeline second-best prospect in the game. Uh, fans have been reading and hearing about him for over a year. Some of them have seen him. Many of them have only seen him on video. I think he's a guy that's going to garner a lot of attention. Um, you know, I think that – Everyone, everyone wants to see where some of these pitchers are. Uh, that the one pitcher, if you're down there in camp during the early portion, uh, that that you you want to catch is, is Mike Soroka. Um, he's a special talent that you know he and Colby Allard have been linked since draft day. One was drafted 14th overall, and the other one 15th overall uh, in 2015, and. You know that they've they've made that journey together. I think Soroka is probably a little bit closer to being major league ready. I think they both can reach the big leagues this year. Uh, but I, I think that the folks are want to get a chance to see what kind of uh, what kind of arm Soroka has. It, it's not like that overpowering arm. He's just he just does. He's polished in many different ways. Um, he has a, a great sinker. Uh, Colby Allard has a chance to be a frontline starter too. There, there are a lot of young arms to take a look at, but I think Soroka is the one guy, um, you know, beyond Acuna who would uh, really turn some eyes these fans who have not seen him yet. All right, so we have the player to watch, and uh, all the fans who are listening and headed down there now have that uh, name penciled into their book. But give me a storyline that they can follow, something they can look for while they're kind of walking around on the backfield, something they should have in the back of their mind is something that's going to be important for this team heading into the season. Well, you know, even if you're walking around on the backfield, you're taking a look at some of the young guys. Let's not forget about, let's mention two prospects that, that haven't, that weren't on that top 100 list, but but could be within the next year. Um, Christian Pache uh, and Joey Wentz. Uh, Joey Wentz, he's from, from the day he was drafted, uh, he's reminded me a lot of Cole Hamels just in his, uh, just in his, with his delivery. Uh, getting a chance to talk to him this winter. Um, I'm not saying they're still going to have the same exact personality or anything like that, but, but you see the maturity, uh, the way he goes about his business is, I think he's somebody to, to check out uh, among the minor leaguers. But in terms of a a big league storyline to follow, I, I think it's it's the development of those young pitchers. You know, Sean Newcomb got a taste of the, the big leagues last year. Everyone knows he's he struggled to throw strikes. He's going to have to. He has all the physical tools necessary to be a front line starter. Can he take that next step and improve himself? The same thing with. With Mike Fultonevich, he's not as much as we're not saying the same type of problems, but but Mike has to take that next step forward um, and, and prove that that he has not only the the physical uh, tools to be successful, but from a mental standpoint, uh, he has what it takes to to be a number one or a number two. Uh, Luis Gohara, you know, there's there's a lot of talk about him here this winter. Uh, Freddie Freeman, Brian Snicker, many of them keep saying how excited they are to see him over the course of the entire season. 
Um, at the same time, you know, all we saw was five starts last year. Uh, let's not get overly excited, but at the same time, I think that, you know, what you saw from him was he's certainly the most physically gifted prospect uh, of the pitching, pro- many different pitching prospects that Braves been brought to the big leagues within the last couple of years. You know, you're, you're seeing a big difference between, you know, his potential and that of Matt Whistler or, or Aaron Blair from a couple of years ago. You're, you're hoping that the Gohara is just the beginning uh, and that the Sorokas and the uh, allergies as they come up, that they're, they are closer to being that frontline guy uh, that, that many, you know, the fans are expecting when they when they see such high uh, expectations placed on, uh, with these prospect rankings. All right, sounds good. Yeah, something for uh, people to follow for sure as they head down there. Let's take a crack at predicting the 25-man roster. As spring training rolls along, I know some things can change for sure, so this isn't set in stone. We'll review this and uh, come back to it as we do on the podcast every week. But I want to take a shot at predicting who's going to make the 25-man roster as it stands right now. So let's start with the starting rotation and the bullpen. All right, let's go rotation. Uh, Julio Teron, Mike fulton and Brandon McCarthy, you know, I think those are the three that, that Brian Snicker and Alex Anthopoulos have, uh, have said are essentially guaranteed rotation spots. As it's, uh, Luis Gohara, he, he, you know, I'm assuming he will get one of those spots. And, and Sean Newcomb probably fill out the rotation there in the fifth spot. That's, you know, you've got Max Breed. I think he can certainly benefit from some more time in the minors. Uh, he was brought up to the majors too early, in my opinion. While he had some success uh, and showed his potential, I think he needs a little bit more development. Yeah, he struggled at the double A level last year. The potential is there, but but I think you've got to season yourself uh, and come up at the right time. So a little bit of extra time for him won't hurt. And, and as I mentioned earlier with with Mike Soroka and Colby Allard, I, I think that you know those are two guys that are going to start off at the triple A level. Um, but they, you know, by June they could be knocking on that door and be ready to uh, claim a rotation spot if, if one's available or one has to be made available for them. All right, sounds good. How about uh, the bullpen? The bullpen, let's, you know, this guy, you know, will start the year as the closer, and they, but A.J. Mentor's knocking on the door. Let's, you know, not forget it. I know it's been mentioned a few times this winter, but he struck out 17 in the last 31 batters he faced last year. This kid has great potential. Jose Ramirez. He will, you know, be another late inning option. He did struggle down the stretch a little bit last year. I think that was fatigue that, that hurt him. Sam Freeman had a, a bounce back year last year. At the same time, you look back at his numbers. Uh, you know, while he might have struggled in 2016, uh, you look back at 14 and 15. Uh, he was much closer than than what he was. So maybe maybe we there is uh, reason to expect him repeating the success he had last year. Daniel Winkler. We'll put him as the fifth reliever for now. Obviously, he hasn't had a lot of time at the big league level, but but when he's been up here, he has impressed. I'm going to put uh, Lucas Sims in as a, the long guy for right now, and then uh, Rex Brothers. He, you know, his numbers overall weren't great, but I think if they use him more as a lefty specialist, I think he would be uh, just fine. Is that that eighth spot in that rotation in the the bullpen? It's going to be interesting. I, I think that. You know, if they want to give um, Akil Morris a chance, he has a live arm. He, he's a guy that that I think can, um, you know, even if he starts the year as 
uh, one of the last options in the bullpen. He can work his way up and then get some some high. He has that potential to to uh, be successful in some high leverage situations. Um, another guy to you know an underdog candidate that uh, Jesse Biddle. Um, you know he's got a he's got a nice arm. Uh, he's his professional career, former first round draft pick with the Phillies. Uh, his pro, his career hasn't gone as as he's wanted. You know, there's been injuries and a lot of other setbacks along the way. But, but he has the potential to maybe turn some eyes here during camp. All right, sounds good. And how about on the field? Let's go around the horn, starting with catcher. Uh, well, catcher is probably the easiest position. You know, with uh, with Tyler Flowers and Kurt Suzuki coming back, they were they led the uh, majors last year with the you know Fangraphs WAR model. Uh, you know, Braves catchers did with those two. Uh, filling position over the course of last season, um, you know, barring a trade, I, I don't know if they're the catchers of the future, either one of them. You know, if there's a trade that materializes, that uh, where the Braves have a chance to to get somebody who, you know, they, they want to pencil in there for the next four or five years, they, then maybe they would move one of those two guys. But at the same time, I think that's a pretty safe bet that they start the season with with Flowers and catchers. All right, sounds good. And then uh, as you go around to the different positions, how do you feel sure. like this roster is going to shake out? Well, I mean, you know, let's, let's go first base, Freddie Freeman, second base, Ozzie Albies, and Dansby Swanson is short. And then I think third base, they'll go with Johan Camargo. I, Camargo is, you know, this is the right year to, to give him a chance to, to play on an everyday basis. You know, why not put him in there? Um, if Swanson struggles, uh, then Camargo shifts to, to shortstop, and, and you go find yourself a third baseman for the rest of the year, and then you know you accelerate your efforts to get Machado or Donaldson next year, or, or you know Austin Riley. You know uh, maybe he will be ready next year. So um, I, I think this is a, a great year to to give Camargo a chance to get those uh, everyday at bats. Um, he's, he's the best defensive outfielder in the system, so go ahead and put him there. Uh, the backup infielder, I think, be Charlie Culberson. Um, he's a guy that uh, he, he's out of options. He, you know, he's he's a local guy that, that was acquired in that trade, the Matt Kemp trade, um, to the Dodgers this winter. I think that he could. Uh, he's, he's certainly, I think, a better candidate than Christian Colon, who will also be coming to camp fighting for a spot. Let's go to the outfield, and I think they will use a platoon with. In left field until Lacuna is ready, or well, deemed ready, you know, for, um, you know, the expectation is that Acuna won't be up until probably the second half of April, uh, just because, you know, if you, if you keep him at the minor league level for, uh, you know, the first couple weeks of the season, you have the potential to, to add a year of control uh, to him. So it makes perfect sense to, to keep him down there. So let's go with the uh, left field platoon, Preston Tucker and, and Lane Adams. Center, center field, we'll go with Ender Enciarte and, and, you know, Nick Marcakis. I'm assuming he's going to stick in, stick with the Braves at least, uh, you know, until June or July. Maybe they'll make a move at that point in time. Um, but, uh, once Acuna comes up, I would think he'll play left field. They'll keep, uh, Nick and right just because, um, while Acuna's, uh, certainly the better defensive player. Uh, just the dimensions of SunTrust Park. Uh, I think it's, it's probably a, there's more of a need to have a uh, more, um, you know, a guy who can cover a lot more range out over there, and that would be Acuna. 
All right, sounds good. Lots to look forward to. Mark, I know you're headed down on Monday, so safe travels. The next time we talk to you on this podcast, it'll be from spring training, which will be a lot of fun because you'll be our eyes and ears, and uh, you'll give us the updates uh, from spring training, so that'll be really fun. All right, so that's going to do it for us here on MLB.com Extras, our Braves edition. We're going to be back next week, like I mentioned, brand new episode from spring training, so stay tuned. Thanks, Mark, and safe travels. Thank you. Take care. It's blazing hot outside. You get in your car to turn on the AC to get cold air pumping, but it blows hot air out. This issue is commonly caused by low refrigerant due to leaks in the AC system. You want an easy, all-in-one solution that will restore the cold air in no time. AC Pro Recharge Kits. Make restoring cold air easy for even those with zero DIY experience in less than 10 minutes. Save time and money versus going to a shop by picking up an AC Pro Recharge Kit today. Be a pro with AC Pro.